I got the privilege of actually telling you what I'm going to preach about as well because most of you wouldn't actually know. No one, had, no one told you or anything. So I actually am so happy and glad and, and joyful that I get, to pe- I get to preach this message to you. Um, this year we're going through a series and it's called Exploring My Strange Bible. And, and ooh, it is a little bit. Um, it is, but it's not. Um, and I get the privilege of speaking to you about joy. I looked around the world and I was like, what do I think and what does God need to install into believers' hearts and people who don't know him as well? And I, I, I was looking around and I saw so much pain and so much hurt and so, much, so many people depressed. We have the, like the highest suicide rate ever, ever. And I was like, what do I need to speak What does God want to speak through me to you guys? And this passage, this scripture came up every single time. And it was Romans 15, 13. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to preach to you about joy because I had a transformation experience where where my whole world changed when I realized this joy and when I took hold of it. So what we're going to do together as a church and as friends, I'm your friend, we're going we're to look at what is joy. We're going to look at why it is important and then we're going to look at how do I receive it. That's today. I actually also have the privilege of speaking to you next week as well and next week we're going to look at how do I hold on to joy when a, in a world where it's full of pain and full of hurt and we're actually going to look at Paul because Paul did just that. Awesome. But right now, I'd love to pray with you guys. So thank you, Jesus, for your word, that it is true and that it is powerful, God. I thank you that you will use me as a vessel to speak your word and to speak whatever you want to speak to these people's hearts. I thank you that their hearts are not hard, but they are soft and they are ready to receive something, that this just wouldn't be another message preached from a pulpit, but it would actually impact your life and change it forever because it changed mine. In your mighty name I pray, amen. We pray, amen. Awesome. So what is joy? I love this. Man, I'm, I'm full of joy at the moment and I'm expecting you to be too by the end of this. But So we, so we get a lot of expressions and, and sources of joy. It's like it, it's a word that's maybe miscommunicated or, or maybe not quite understood all the time. But Here's sort of why. Like, even within the Bible, right, it says joy is in beautiful and good things. In Psalms, it says a bottle of wine will bring joy to people's hearts. I don't drink wine, but I'm sure some of you can say amen to that, surely. (laughs) Uh, Jeremiah, it says, it talks about joy at a wedding. I'm not married, but I'm sure some of you can say amen to that one as well. Uh, And Proverbs, joy in children. I don't know that one, but okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. So like I said, Romans 15, 13, you're going to get used to me saying this by the end of today because I love this scripture. It's so powerful. Throughout the Bible, I should probably tell you, I'm going to tell you it again because I don't want you to forget it, right? Romans 15, 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's trying to find joy. It's actually really hard because there's 150 references to joy in the Bible. 
and there's 25 different Hebrew words and 10 different Greek words to define it. So there's 150 of which it's like the same word is only used about three times. If you think about that, like 150 divided by 35-ish, it's about, about three, maybe four. Um, so it's really hard, but I love what the Bible Project says about this. The Bible Project says, Biblical joy is an attitude God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promises. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to define joy to the full extent that it deserves, but I'm going to try and tell you some characteristics that I know what joy is. Joy isn't just happiness. Happiness is based on a situation, based on stuff that goes around you, based on going on a jet ski. It's like money can't buy you. Well, money can buy you happiness. If you if you like cars, money can buy you a fast car, and that's but that's not joy, right? (laughs) See, joy is given. The scripture says, "May the God of hope fill you." Joy is given. It's not what's around you. It's who's inside of you. Joy is more than just a feeling. If joy was just a feeling, you'd just be able to explain it in a sentence and it, wouldn't, it would just need a couple words and a couple references in the Bible. Joy is more than just a feeling. It's a gift. Given by God. It is a gift. I'm going to say it again. The scripture says... May the God of hope fill you. It's given to you. It's a bit of a weird analogy, but I like it. If you, if you have a cup and you put it under a tap and you want your cup to be filled with water, right? The tap has to give you the water for you to be filled. Think about that one. I don't know if, I don't know if the tap has the power to give you that, but, but the tap has to give the water for you to be filled. So God has to be able to give you joy for you to be filled with it. And who knows that God gives good gifts. God gives great gifts. James 1.17, it's not going to come up, but I've got it here. I'm going to tell you it. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And let me tell you what. Joy is a good and perfect gift. It is so amazing and it has the power to transform your life and the situations and the circumstances and where you see yourself and how you see yourself because it's not based on what's going on around. It's based on who's inside of you. So so if joy is a gift and God gives good gifts, why joy? Why does God give joy. Why is it important? Because let me tell you what, God, he, he's the smartest. He's the smartest. So, so he has a purpose for his gifts that he gives you. And, and if he's giving you joy, it has a purpose, right? Galatians 5.22 to 23. But the fruit is, is talking about the fruits of the Spirit, right? It's not going to come up again because I want you to focus on Romans 15.13. But 522 to 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, depending on what, what, what you're reading, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we read Romans 15, 13, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See how when we, when we go back to the fruits of the Spirit, hope isn't a fruit of the Spirit. Let me say that again. Hope is not a fruit of the Spirit. But, but God wants us to abound in hope. So, so he has to give us something in the meantime to, to, for us to be able to abound in hope which is who he is. God, the God of hope. That's a reference to God. I want you to think of it this way. Ready? So I had a, I'm not going to lie to you, I'll be honest. I didn't have the greatest sleep last night, but I want you to imagine that you haven't had a good sleep in forever. Some of you don't have to imagine it. That's some of your realities. Um, unfortunately, that's, it sucks. But I want you to imagine that you haven't had a good sleep and you're, you're sick of it. You're over it. You're like, you know what? I'm going to buy a new bed. Maybe it's a bed. Maybe that'll fix it. So you're like, man, I'm, I've just had the worst sleep. I'm going to go buy a bed. So you go. I'm like, who sells beds? I think Harvey Norman sells beds. Yes, Harvey, Sorman, Harvey Norman sells beds. So you go to Harvey Norman, right? And then you walk into Harvey Norman and the bloke at Harvey Norman's, he's like, hey, man, so good to have you. Welcome to the store. And you're like, yeah, hey, I just want a bed. I'm really tired. <laughs> He's like, I'd love to give you a bed. But I'd love to sell you a bed because, you know what, we make lots of money on beds because beds are expensive. But he doesn't tell you that. He thinks that. He's like, yeah, I'd love to sell you a bed. So he takes you to the back corner. And you're like, uh, he takes you to the back, back wall of the room. And he's like, you go past some beds and you look at the first bed and it's like, uh, I don't like it. And then, and then as it keeps going up, it keeps getting more expensive. And you're like, you try out all these beds and you can't, none of them work. And then you get to this one bed at the end, and it's like a bed, but it's like got a machine on it, over it. And it's, you're like, he's like, jump on this bed. And you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. And he's like, this bed will actually monitor where you, your personal bed, you're like your personalized, we can monitor where you need support, where you need all this stuff, where you need uh, extra, extra support. And, and if you need like a firm mattress or a medium firm or a really firm or I don't know, I don't know how many firm categories there are. <laughs> so you lay down and he's like, okay, yeah, just sleep. And you're like, man, I can't sleep at home. How am I going to sleep right now in the middle of the day when there's all these people around and it's like, it's, I can't sleep at night when I'm meant to. And he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to like upset you. Can you just try and sleep? You're like, I'm good at trying and sleeping. I do that all the time at home. I, I pretend to sleep. Um, anyways, you buy the bed. You got, you're like, yep, that's the bed. You got to the counter and you pay for it. You pay wave thing, but you have to put in your code because it's a bit more than $100, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and then from there, you're like, okay, do I need to go to Kennard's Hire to get, to get a trailer to pick up this bed? And he's like, actually, because it's like custom made, we'll get back to you when we'll have the bed in store. And you're like, oh, I just went through all this. I've just paid all this money and I just want the bed. He's like, but hey, here's a receipt and, and we'll call you when it's time and you bring in that receipt and you, and you cash it in and you get that bed. So here's where I've gone with this. It's a big link, but here we go. God has the perfect plan for your life. He's got an eternity in heaven with you in it and he wants you there and he wants to live 
with you. That's why Jesus died on a cross so that we could come in relationship with him whilst we're alive on earth. Because if, we're not, if we don't do that on earth, we can't do that in heaven because we won't don't get to go to heaven. Right? So he's got this perfect plan and this perfect situation for your life. But, there's a but, because he needs to give us something in the meantime because we don't know when that is. And if we don't know when that is, the, the scriptures talk about our, our flesh being weak, right? We, we cannot, that can't be it. We need to have some form of um, something that we can grab onto and something that we can hold onto in the meantime. So, so God's purpose for giving us joy is so that we can abound in hope in him and that hope in the future and that hope in what he's got and that hope in eternity and that hope in, in going to heaven and that hope in spending eternity with him. So, so he has to give us something in the meantime. I want to put it like this. In other words, God is wanting to give his believers all joy and all peace to keep them believing for what's to come. See, joy is like the receipt from heaven. He gives us the Holy Spirit and a fruit of the Spirit is joy. And that's why he gives us joy. And that's why it's important because I look around, there's so many, a good, a good characteristic, a good thing to check out is, is to look at someone and they either have the joy of the Lord or they don't. And, and the people who do, they stick around. And the people who don't, they don't. Because you cannot, the, the, the human body is weak. The flesh is weak. And we need something more than just, just thinking and just, just that hope in the, in the distance. We need a hope in Jesus. And Jesus gives us that hope and he gives us joy to be able to hope in him. For us to be able to abound in hope. So if we looked at what joy is, and it's a free gift from God. And we've looked at, at why, at the why. Because God gives good, perfect gifts, right? We've, we've, we've declared that God gives good, perfect gifts. That means that joy is important. And joy is important because it keeps believers hoping for what's to come. George, can I get you? Oh, because the next question is, how do I receive joy? Because I want the joy of the Lord. Because it's, if it's so important and God rates it and God, God invests and God gives it to us and he gives good, perfect gifts, that means I want it and that means I need it. So the question then becomes, how do I receive joy? C.S. Lewis says this, joy is the serious business of heaven. It's not a joke. It's not something to just, ah, oh, a joyful day. Oh, I love today. It's so joyful. No, joy is the serious business of heaven because it's what keeps you believing because from joy, the evidence of hope, we are bound in hope by him giving us joy, which means that it is the serious business of heaven. Romans 15, 13, it's come up again. Shock. 
Now may the God of hope fill you. Now may he fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. It's conditional. His will is to give it to you. He wants you to abound in hope. He doesn't want to see you fall away. He wants to give you joy so that you would abound in hope. But it's conditional. And at some point, you have to accept it. And you have to take hold of it. And you have to believe. Are you going to let him fill you? Forget the other questions. The other questions lead to this question. Are you going to let God fill you with his joy that has power to change your life? Because it changed mine. I know that for a fact, that when the joy of the Lord came into my life, it didn't matter what was going on around me. It didn't matter what people said. It didn't matter if, if people were being mean or... I, I don't care about that anyways. I didn't care about that before, so I won't use mean as an example. But it didn't matter what the situations were in my life outside because the joy of the Lord entered my heart. And when it enters your heart, you are bound in hope in a, and hope in a God who loves you and who cares for you and who has the best plan and has eternity in heaven with him forever. That's the goal. And it comes from accepting Jesus into your heart. I've jumped the gun a tiny bit because I want to say something. Graham Cook said this. It sort of throws out almost everything I said if you, if you only listen to the first line. But when you quote someone, it's important that you quote all of what they say. You don't just want to take little bits and pieces. So I'm going to quote him directly. He said, the Father does not give us joy. Out of a job. I just, I just, that throws everything out. But he then says this. He gives us himself. He is absolute joy personified. It comes from, joy comes from receiving the Holy Spirit and receiving Jesus. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So there's, from here, there's, there's three people, types of people in this room. And it's okay, all of them. I'm not, I'm not discriminating or saying one's worse than the other. But the question is, do you have God's joy? And the answer is either yes or no. You either have it or you don't. And if you have it, next week's more for you. Because next week we're going to talk about how do I hold on to it during trials and during um, situations and during stuff. And we're going to look at Paul. But we'll pray for you anyways. We'll pray that God's joy is still in and evident and present in your life. But if you don't, that's okay. The question then becomes if you don't, do you know Jesus? And if you do know Jesus but don't have joy, all you have to do is ask for joy. And I believe that he will fill you with his joy because that is what he wants. He doesn't want to see you he doesn't want to see you fall away. He gives us joy so that we would abound in hope. And then the other option is you don't know Jesus. And today will be the best day of your life if you decide to let him into your world. So to start off with, guys, 
I would love you all to bow your heads and close your eyes and think about which one you are. You shouldn't have to think hard because you either have the joy of the Lord or you don't. And if you don't, let me tell you what, it will change your life forever. And you either know Jesus or you don't. And if you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you. And I would love for you to encounter Him because He is so awesome. The Bible talks about Him having the best plan for your life. And He has saved a seat at His table for you. And today, right now, your life can change forever by accepting Jesus into your heart. So if that's you, if you don't know Jesus, I would love for you to lift up your hand and we'll pray a prayer together and I'm expecting that God will rock up and shift and change your world forever. So if that's you, I'd love to raise your hand on the count of three. One. Two. Awesome. So the question then becomes, if you know Jesus and you don't have his joy, because you either have it or you don't, you guys can open your eyes and, and you can probably actually stand. I'd love for you to stand because this is, where, this is the exciting part because when the joy of the Lord enters your life, it changes you forever, right? So if, if, if you don't have the joy of the Lord and you would want, and you want it, not because of what I said, not because of the, like, what I said, right? But you want it because you know that it's important. Because it is a gift from God. And if you want to experience the joy of the Lord, I would encourage you right now, in this moment, to come down the front. And maybe you've experienced it before and you've let it go. There's stuff that can come and rob you of your joy. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that next week. But if you want to experience and encounter the joy of the Lord right now, I would love for you to come down the front and we'll pray together and believe that Jesus will fill you with his joy that has the power to change your life. If that's you, the altar is open. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, church, why don't we just begin to pray? And if you're down the front and you would love to experience and encounter the joy of the Lord. I would encourage you to lift out your hands, expect to receive from God and watch that He will rock up and He will shift and He'll enter and He'll give you His joy as He enters your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Holy God, we lift you up. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for this gift of joy that it has the power to change a situation because it's not based on what goes on around us, Lord. We thank you so much that your joy is so powerful and so impacting that it has the power to change how we see ourselves, how we see our situations, how we see our workplaces, God. And we thank You that Your joy is entering the hearts of people in this place right now. As I said before, you either have it or you don't. And right now people are experiencing it and they are getting it and they are being filled with the joy of the Lord. When people are filled with the joy of the Lord, things change. 
situations change, people around you change because there's something inside of you that people just want to get a hold of. They just, they just, they can't understand it. If you're, if you're in the audience, if you're in the auditorium and you still want to receive the joy of the Lord, you're still welcome to come down the front because I'm expecting that God will rock up. Thank you, Jesus. Holy God, church, let's lift up our voices and let's begin to pray and expect that God will rock up and He'll give it and He'll fill this place with the joy of the Lord. You can be in church your whole life and never experience and encounter the joy of the Lord. How, how sad would that be? Because God has this perfect plan for you and He wants you to live it and He wants you to, He doesn't want you to be lost. And he doesn't want you to get, oh God, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. Thank you, God. Your joy is a perfect gift. It's a perfect gift. So awesome. Watch as you guys go out of here today. That, that your situations might be the same. You might still have that annoying person at work. But hey, the joy of the Lord is on your life and it has changed you from the inside out. In your mighty name, Jesus, we thank you for your perfect gift of joy. And together, we agree in this place that you are moving and you are working. Amen. Why don't you give these guys a hand up the front? So next week, I'm so excited about next week because we actually get to learn how to hold on to joy. Because once you receive it, that's not the end of it. It can be taken away by by people, it sucks. But hey, the joy of the Lord is good, and it's a good gift. And God wouldn't give it to us if He wouldn't if He couldn't teach us and couldn't if we couldn't keep it. Awesome. We're going to look at Paul, but Carmen's looking at me and she's like, "You've done a great job." I'm like, "Thank you very much." So <laughs> you can get the mic. <laughs>